0: Recidivism. Recidivism from recidivism from Latin recidivis recurring, from re back and cado i fall, is the act of a person repeating an undesirable behavior after they have experienced negative consequences of that behavior. It is also used to refer to the percentage of former prisoners who are re-arrested for a similar offense. The term is frequently used in conjunction with criminal behavior and substance abuse. Recidivism is a synonym for relapse, which is more commonly used in medicine and in the disease model of addiction. Norway has one of the lowest recidivism rates in the world at 20%. Prisons in Norway and the Norwegian criminal justice system focus on restorative justice and rehabilitating prisoners rather than punishment. United States. According to the latest study by the U.S. Department of Justice, recidivism measures require three characteristics. 1. A starting event, such as a release from prison 2. A measure of failure following the starting event, such as a subsequent arrest, conviction, or return to prison three. An observation or follow-up period that generally extends from the date of the starting event to a predefined end date is in six months, one year, three years, five years, or nine years. The latest reported that 83% of state prisoners were arrested at some point in the nine years following their release. A large majority of those were arrested within the first three years, and more than 50% get rearrested within the first year. However, the longer the time period, the higher the reported recidivism rate, but the lower the actual threat to public safety. According to an April 2011 report by the Pew Center on the States, the average national recidivism rate for released prisoners is 43%. According to the National Institute of Justice, almost 44% of the recently released return before the end of their first year out. About 68% of 405,000 prisoners released in 30 states in 2005 were arrested for a new crime within three years of their release from prison, and 77% were arrested within five years, and by year nine that number reaches 83%. Beginning in the 1990s, the US rate of incarceration increased dramatically, filling prisons to capacity in bad conditions for inmates. Crime continues inside many prison walls. Gangs exist on the inside, often with tactical decisions made by imprisoned leaders. While the U.S. justice system has traditionally focused its efforts at the front end of the system, by locking people up, it has not exerted an equal effort at the tail end of the system, decreasing the likelihood of re-offending among formerly incarcerated persons. This is a significant issue because 95% of prisoners will be released back into the community at some point. A cost study performed by the Vera Institute of Justice, a nonprofit committed to decarceration in the United States, found that the average per inmate cost of incarceration among the 40 states surveyed was $31,286 per year. According to a national study published in 2003 by the Urban Institute, within three years almost seven out of ten released males will be rearrested and half will be back in prison. The study says this happens due to personal and situation characteristics, including the individual's social environment of peers, family, community, and state-level policies. There are many other factors in recidivism, such as the individual's circumstances before incarceration, events during their incarceration, and the period after they are released from prison, both immediate and long-term. One of the main reasons why they find themselves back in jail is because it is difficult for the individual to fit back in with normal life. They have to reestablish ties with their family, return to high-risk places and secure formal identification, They often have a poor work history and now have a criminal record to deal with. Many prisoners report being anxious about their release. They are excited about how their life will be different this time, which does not always end up being the case. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com weightloss. Drug-related crime. Of U.S. federal inmates in 2010, about half, 51%, were serving time for drug offenses. It is estimated that three-quarters of those returning to prison have a history of substance abuse. Over 70% of mentally ill prisoners in the United States also have a substance use disorder. Nevertheless, only 7-17% to 17% of prisoners who meet DSM criteria for a substance use disorder receive treatment. Persons who are incarcerated or otherwise have compulsory involvement with the criminal justice system show rates of substance abuse and dependence four times higher than those of the general population yet fewer than 20% of federal and state prisoners who meet the pertinent diagnostic criteria receive treatment. Studies assessing the effectiveness of alcohol or drug treatment have shown that inmates who participate in residential treatment programs while incarcerated have 9-18% to lower recidivism rates and 15-35% to lower drug relapse rates than their counterparts who receive no treatment in prison. Inmates who receive aftercare, treatment continuation upon release, Demonstrate an even greater reduction in recidivism rate. Recidivism rates. The United States Department of Justice tracked the re-arrest, reconviction, and reincarceration of former inmates for three years after their release from prisons in 15 states in 1994. Key findings include: Released prisoners with the highest re-arrest rates were robbers, 70.2%; burglars, 74.0%; larcenists, 74.6% motor vehicle thieves, 78.8%, those in prison for possessing or selling stolen property, 77.4%, and those in prison for possessing, using or selling illegal weapons, 70.2%. Within three years, 2.5% of released rapists were arrested for another rape, and 1.2% of those who had served time for homicide were arrested for another homicide. These are the lowest rates of re-arrest for the same category of crime. The 272,111 offenders discharged in 1994 had accumulated 4.1 million arrest charges before their most recent imprisonment, and another 744,000 charges within three years of release. The Prison Policy Initiative analyzed the recidivism rates associated with various initial offenses and found that statistically, people convicted of any violent offense are less likely to be re-arrested in the years after release than those convicted of property, drug, or public order offenses. The ability of former criminals to achieve social mobility appears to narrow as criminal records become electronically stored and accessible. An accused history of convictions are called antecedents, known colloquially as previous or form in the UK and priors in the United States and Australia. There are organizations that help with the reintegration of ex-detainees into society by helping them obtain work, teaching them various societal skills, and by providing all-around support. In an effort to be more fair and to avoid adding to already high imprisonment rates in the U.S., courts across America have started using quantitative risk assessment software when trying to make decisions about releasing people on bail and sentencing, which are based on their history and other attributes. It analyzed recidivism risk scores calculated by one of the most commonly used tools, the North Point Compost system, and looked at outcomes over two years, and found that only 61% of those deemed high-risk actually committed additional crimes during that period and that African-American defendants were far more likely to be given high scores than white defendants. The Tracer Act is intended to monitor released terrorists to prevent recidivism. Nevertheless, rates of reoffending for political crimes are much less than for non-political crimes. African Americans and Recidivism With regard to the United States incarceration rate, African Americans represent only about 13% of the United States population, yet account for approximately half the prison population as well as ex-offenders once released from prison. As compared to whites, African Americans are incarcerated 6.4 times higher for violent offenses, 4.4 times higher for property offenses, and 9.4 times higher for drug offenses. African Americans comprise a majority of the prison re-entry population, yet few studies have been aimed at studying recidivism among this population. Recidivism is highest amongst those under the age of 18 who are male and African-American, and African-Americans have significantly higher levels of recidivism as compared to whites. The sheer number of ex-inmates exiting prison into the community is significant, however, chances of recidivism are low for those who avoid contact with the law for at least three years after release. The community's ex-inmates are released into play a part in their likelihood to re-offend. Release of African-American ex-inmates into communities with higher levels of racial inequality, for example communities where poverty and joblessness affect members of one ethnicity more so than others, has been shown to be correlated with higher rates of recidivism, possibly due to the ex-inmates being isolated from employers, healthcare services, and other institutions that can facilitate a law-abiding re-entry into society. Employment and recidivism. Most research regarding recidivism indicates that those ex-inmates that obtain employment after release from prison tend to have lower rates of recidivism. In one study, it was found that even if marginal employment, especially for ex-inmates over the age of 26, is offered to ex-inmates, those ex-inmates are less likely to commit crime than their counterparts. Another study found that ex-inmates were less likely to re-offend if they found and maintained stable employment throughout their first year of parole. African-Americans are disproportionately represented in the American prison system, representing approximately half the prison population. Of this population, many enter into the prison system with less than a high school diploma. The lack of education makes ex-inmates qualify for low-skill, low-wage employment. In addition to lack of education— Many inmates report a difficulty in finding employment prior to incarceration. If an ex-inmate served a long prison sentence, they have lost an opportunity to gain work experience or network with potential job employers. Because of this, employers and agencies that assist with employment believe that ex-inmates cannot obtain or maintain employment. For African-American ex-inmates, their race is an added barrier to obtaining employment after release. According to one study, African Americans are more likely to reoffend because employment opportunities are not as available in the communities they return to in relation to whites. Education and recidivism. Education has been shown to reduce recidivism rates. When inmates use educational programs while within incarceration, they are roughly 43% less likely to recidivate than those who receive no education while incarcerated. Inmates, in regards to partaking in educational programs, can improve cognitive ability, work skills as well as being able to further their education upon release Maryland Minnesota and Ohio were involved in a study pertaining to education and recidivism the study found that when the participant group of released offenders took educational classes while within the confines of prison they had lower rates of recidivism as well as higher rates of employment moreover the higher the inmates educational level the lower their odds of recidivating becomes If an inmate attains a certificate of vocation their rate of recidivism reduces by 14.6 percent, if they attain a GED, their rate of recidivism reduces by 25 percent, or if they attain an associate's in arts or associate's in science their rate of recidivism is reduced by 70 percent. Taxpayers are adversely affected as their tax money goes into the prison system instead of other places of society. Educating inmates is also cost-effective. When investing in education, it could drastically reduce incarceration costs. For a $1 investment in educational programs, there would be a reduction of costs of incarceration by nearly $5. Education reduces recidivism rates which can reduce cost of incarceration as well as reduce the number of people who commit crime within the community. Reducing Recidivism Among African Americans a cultural regrounding of African Americans is important to improve self esteem and help develop a sense of community. Culturally specific programs and services that focus on characteristics that include the target population values, beliefs, and styles of problem solving may be beneficial in reducing recidivism among African American inmates. Programs involving social skills training and social problem solving could also be effective. For example, Research shows that treatment effectiveness should include cognitive behavioral and social learning techniques of modeling, role playing, reinforcement, extinction, resource provision, concrete verbal suggestions, symbolic modeling, giving reasons, prompting, and cognitive restructuring. The effectiveness of the intervention incorporates a relapse prevention element. Relapse prevention is a cognitive behavioral approach to self management that focuses on teaching alternate responses to high risk situations. Research also shows that restorative justice approaches to rehabilitation and re-entry coupled with the therapeutic benefits of working with plants, say through urban agriculture, lead to psychosocial healing and reintegration into one's former community. Several theories suggest that access to low-skill employment among parolees is likely to have favorable outcomes, at least over the short term, by strengthening internal and external social controls that constrain behavior toward legal employment. Any legal employment upon release from prison may help to tip the balance of economic choice toward not needing to engage in criminal activity. Employment as a turning point enhances attachment and commitment to mainstream individuals and pursuits. From that perspective, ex-inmates are constrained from criminal acts because they are more likely to weigh the risk of severing social ties prior to engaging in illegal behavior and opt to refuse to engage in criminal activity. In 2015, a bipartisan effort, Headed by Koch Family Foundations and the ACLU, reforms to reduce recidivism rates among low-income minority communities were announced with major support across political ideologies. President Obama has praised these efforts who noted the unity will lead to an improved situation of the prison system. There is greater indication that education in prison helps prevent reincarceration.